Okay, we started. Okay, we started. Because you you brought up someone who is hot in the news right now. Who? Oh, Pete Davidson, yep. Yeah, because he's dating... Kate Beckinsale, Kate right? Beckinsale. And people keep... Okay, so men keep going on Facebook and saying, Pete Davidson's ugly! And I'm like, do you know what an attractive like, man looks like? He looks like Mr. Robot Guy, the, the guy from the Queen movie. What's his name? Rami, Rami Malik? Rami. Oh, yeah, no. Pete look, look, look alike? No. Okay. You insult Pete. I don't think I, you insult I Pete. Pete by saying he looks like a movie star that just won an Oscar. Okay. I don't think Rami. How do you say his name? Rami Malik. He's Malik? Had a really great looking chick on his arm at the Oscars. That doesn't mean he's good looking. I don't like. I don't think that guy's good looking at all. In fact, I well, think see, he has. My whole theory, I, I think know. he has evil eyes, and I don't like looking <laughs> at him. <laughs> but they, you come on, they don't look alike. No. I actually seen their pictures I, side by side for celebrity well, lookalikes. Look, I've seen I've seen Pete Davidson in person. Yeah, well, I mean, as a comedian, you've probably seen most comedians in person. Can't you name comedians you haven't seen in person? Yes, I can name. Ca- on I, a better, on a better, I, like, I could probably you have seen. No, that's what I'm saying. I could probably list. I can probably list comedians who I haven't seen, and that would be easier, right? Zach Galifianakis is my biggest one. I've never. Seen I've him. seen him. Really? Yeah, at the comedy store. He did a, a set on a... I'd love to see what him it was. do a set. I've never seen him do a set. He's the number one guy I'd love to see him do a set. It was funny. I'm sure it was. He's great. He is great. He I actually, and don't laugh at this, but I consider him one of my inspirations. <laughs> Stop. Well, I mean, inspiration You think that's funny? Comedy? Well, no, because I've seen your act. And I'm, not, I'm saying you don't, you don't like do characters. No, I mean... Short, I mean like No, no, no. I mean like offstage. Okay. Because... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know him. I don't know people, how he is off stage. No, because like he has this. Have you seen him on uh, comedians in cars getting coffee? Uh oh. When him? Yeah, I have seen him. With, with, well, well, they, they but, go to that great little donut shop and they talk about how much comedians love in dis- nondescript shitty little places like that. And I totally right. connected with that. Yeah, yeah. And, and but they also talked about how like Zach has this thing where people aren't sure if he's being serious or not, and I feel like that's. Like my whole life off stage is having to explain to people that I'm being not serious or serious. Well, I think that he has the curse of like everybody wants what he has, right? Everybody wants to ha- become like a movie star and stuff just purely from being funny on stage. And and he got what everybody wants, but now he's got kind of the curse of like everybody knowing who you are. Sure. And as a comic, and that's what I talked about with Seinfeld, was it kind of changes your perspective when you can't just go somewhere and be anonymous. I think right. for him, that really fucks with him because you don't. I, the well, reason I yeah. is because I spent almost my whole career in New York and LA, and I haven't, you know, he's not in New York and LA anymore. He's kind of done that already. He lives in North Carolina or whatever. He lives in North Carolina? One of the Carolinas. I didn't know that. He spends most of his Are time. Are you thinking of Nate Bergazzi? What? You're no. thinking of Nate Bergazzi? No, I'm not. <laughs> he I'm lives not. in, like, so does Bill Murray. Carolina, listen, right? Listen, I'm pretty sure. 
Zach Galifianakis is from the Carolinas. I think he has a farm out there. He doesn't spend most of his time in New York or LA. Oh, he has he's a not farm. Any, he's not like an entertainment guy. I like. Do you that watch baskets? Him. I love baskets. Oh my god! Incredible. I'm obsessed with uh, Louis Anderson on baskets. It's that's amazing. Why he's so amazing. He's in in the sweetest. Have way. You, that's a comic who I have seen. Have you seen him? Who, who, who did you just say? Because I was on to my next. Louis level. Anderson. No, I haven't. You haven't. I no. also saw him at the comedy store. Yeah, he, he also makes the list. Not as high as Zach, just because I never probably had. I the think. I reverence think for Louis one of the few comics I have not like been in the same room with or seen in person is probably Seinfeld. Oh, see, I've seen him. Oh, you and have I've been in the same room with him too. Like all of the biggest comics in the world, I have been around. Yeah, I used to see Seinfeld at the at the Olive Tree Cafe because my first started doing oh, stand up. Sure. I wouldn't even want to go Folks, to the cellar. Folks, uh, the Olive Tree Cafe, if, you, if, you're, if you're not a stand-up, it is the cafe above the Comedy Cellar yeah, in New York. Yeah, way, it's kind and of And there's like, a table where, like, all the big dogs hang. Yeah, and it's kind of like the patio at the store, but it's more inclusive. You know what I mean? Or exclusive. I don't know how to say it. Right. It's, it's like, I would go there just to get, like, a meal and see guys like that. Like, yeah, I went to be a fly in the wall. No, I, I, I went I've, never saying I did open mics. I didn't want anyone know it was a comic. No, exactly. Uh, no, it. I've gone in there uh, with the purpose of just like, yeah, getting something yeah. to eat and just like hanging out and see who comes in. Yeah, because I was, I was obsessed with what David Tell was my biggest influence. Oh, my God. I, my favorite comic. No, honestly, yeah. he is, I do consider him an influence of mine. Yeah, well, for sure. Joe Bartnick, who's a you know, really funny comic, kind of good friend of mine. He's, he always Name said, drop. No, <laughs> name drop. Come on. Friend of mine. Um, he, uh, he always says if Dave... Attell isn't your favorite comic. You're not a comic. I love that line. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, w- I was obsessed with Dave Attell when I was like 11 or 12 years old. Yeah. That's I think that's when he had Insomniac. Wasn't that appealing to just go around the country yeah. acting like an asshole? <laughs> no, and no. That's the amazing. concept of that show was so cool. So he would like go um, hang out with people who like did like late night jobs or yeah. like, yeah. Um, that was a great show. And I and his first album was Skinks for the Memories. Like that's like one of the funniest albums. Yeah. I still have it on my phone and listen to it. Everybody has it as one of their favorite. Everybody I know yeah. in comedy has it as one of their favorite. Recorded comedy. at uh Comedy Works in Denver. Oh yeah. I didn't even I didn't even remember that, but now I'm thinking back to it. There's a yeah, Comedy Works in Denver is um Man, that club, that's one of those clubs where, like, it's in not, not one of the major big three cities, mm-hmm. but still is a club that probably has pound for pound as many people coming out of it as any other club in the country. Well, it, it really is almost the same as, as being a coastal club as far as people coming out of it. Yeah, yeah. No, Comedy Works is, is huge, and they get, like, you know, all the biggest headliners and go there. people that we see hanging around, like William Montgomery and stuff like that, are, are from, you know, Denver. They're kind He's of Denver from Denver? Yeah. I did not know that. See, every, people think I started there. Because I'm from Colorado, but no, I did not. Where did you start? Here in L.A. Have you been in L.A. the whole time? Yeah. How many years in are you? <sighs> Andy. I'll stop. I'm more than you, so who cares? <laughs> Ask me next. I, I turned five years in January. Oh, you're only five? What do you mean only five? Oh, what does man. that mean? I thought you were older. You did? Yeah. Into comedy, at least. Well, I'm older as a woman. Than five? Yeah, I knew <laughs> Yeah, that. I'm... Um, no, I thought yeah. you were like going to say seven or eight. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you think I'm that good or that bad? <laughs> Which is it? <laughs> no, How I don't bad think do you I think, think I am? I being ingrained in knowing enough people. I, I think you're pretty social, so that kind of throws it off a bit. Like, for me, I've been oh, you th- Oh, because I people know, know who I am? Yeah, or you know... You, like, if you bring up a comic and I go, I don't know. You're like, oh, I've been to all his birthday parties. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I guess you really know him. <laughs> no, I am social. I'm very yeah. social. I go to all of the, the parties. Not all of them, but for Little, uh, the people who matter. People I go who to matter. The, yeah, we all know wow, that. Wow, so if you invited Heather and she didn't show up, you know what she thinks of your, <laughs> your career. 
or or I'm tired and I couldn't go. <laughs> no, like usually if I'm if I get invited to a party and I don't go, it's because I'm too tired or like I, I partied was, the night do, before. We do hang out with some comics that I don't know who I'd like to know. Oh yeah, yeah. Name like, one. Um, you can drop a name. You've already names. been dropping all kinds of names his, on here. Oh man, I really like him. David Strickland Allen. Oh, Alan Strickland Williams. Alan Strickland Williams. There you yeah. go. I have never met him before. I've never yeah, seen him. Yeah, he's the homie. I love him. But I've seen his clips, and he's somebody who I, when he's I moved so funny. here, I kind of found out who he was, and I, I saw his clips, and I was like, man, I can't wait to see that guy. I've, I've never seen him. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's definitely one of my uh, my party friends. <laughs> there you go. He's, he, but he's, one of the, he's, he's a good example of somebody who I was like, oh, you know him. Well, yeah, okay. Well, the next time I'm out at a party and, my name and Alan is there, I'll, no, I'll like call you and be like, come to this okay. party. We don't need to force it that hard, I'm sure. Oh. But you're right. I, 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 invite you, I invite you to things, don't I? You have, yeah. And have you ever come? I don't know. Probably not. <sighs> <laughs> I don't. I hear. I have to get better at that. I'm an antisocial person a little bit. Not mm. that I don't like society. I just like being alone. I like being alone too. And, but parties. I, I just find myself at a bar at a party. I got like 35 minutes before my inside is just screaming to leave. Oh sure. No, I know what you mean. Like I was at a party uh, last weekend where I mean I just I was at a bar and I walk in and like already I could tell like the vibe was off. Like there was just something weird going on. And um, I don't know. It was strange. Like. One guy, he was at the bar, he, like, approached me, like, seven or eight times. Like, this is the most times a man has ever, like, tried to, like... single night. Yeah. He, like, tried to come up to me, like, seven or eight times, and he and he kept being, like... Hey, wow, what's I up? can't imagine and going I... up a second time. <laughs> no, by the by the second time, I kept saying... I, I, I was still, like, being cordial i was like i was like no thank you was he a comic i'm not interested no he was just a patron at the bar just a patron the- was there a comedy a going patron at the, bar? at the bar well before i got there there was a comedy so you show were a you were just a couple of patrons no but there was a lot of comics there because it was it was a party for a comic's birthday i won't say who Do but you not miss being a lo- friends with a lot of people who aren't comics though i have friends who aren't comics oh, i don't i miss it in la i do yeah i, I have i have non-comic friends that helps yeah, it does help. It's insane to just always be out with crazy people everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But this guy kept coming up to me. And by the second or third time, I kept being like, no, no, no. <laughs> and then by like the seventh time, I was like, get the fuck away from me. I worked as a bouncer. And that was the most fun part of that job was to watch women just just like smash dudes in the face and saying no. Well, I, w- I went home that night and ordered a taser. Did so. he make you nervous? He didn't. No, he did not make me nervous because I he well he was drunk, and I knew that if I had to, I could probably drop him, or I could just like get the door guy (laughs) to do it. I think it's a good idea. I think if you're a a, a woman out there, put something in your purse. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I I, I don't think it's a bad idea. Yeah. Well, now I have pepper spray and a taser. So pepper spray is a real bitch too. I think pepper spray might be worse. I talked. No, I talked to a cop the other night. I was in my neighborhood and I was sitting in my car on my phone and the cops come up to me and I'm like, what is it? I roll down the window. I can get away with anything with the police. You don't look at me. I wasn't doing shit. They were, they rolled, I rolled down my window and they were like, Hey, have you, did you see a guy in a white Nissan drive by? (laughs) (laughs) Like they wanted tips. Oh my God. And, in and LA, I was like, no, it's like, yeah, I yeah, and they were, and they were like, we just got a call that somebody brandished a gun and and drove away in a white Nissan. I was like, that could be literally anyone <laughs> in any place. Yeah, uh, white Nissans and, and white then, Priuses are everywhere, right? And then the cop was like, um, 
do you live in this neighborhood? I was like, like, was he hitting up? I don't know what was happening. He was like, no, he was I think like, he was trying to solve a crime. <laughs> okay. He's <was laughs> like, do you, do you live in this neighborhood? I was like, yeah. And he goes, you got your pepper spray on you? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. 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 And then I asked him, I was like, is it legal for me to have a taser? And he's like, well, you know, I won't say that it's uh, illegal, but if somebody has committed a crime and you tase them, it's fine. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. That's an interesting point because I know there are some states where like a taser is considered a concealed weapon. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't it, know. But it, it can kill people. Like it, like if somebody has like a medical condition and you yeah, tase sure, them, sure don't you think condition. it could like kill them? I guess. You never hear about it though. Mm. You never hear about somebody dying from a taser. Well, maybe it'll happen this time. It'd be all over the news. <laughs> I'm, I'm not pro-cop. I'm just saying the anti-cop news is so crazy that if they were killing people with tasers and any frequency, right. we'd hear about Well, it. see, see, that's the thing. I've I've called the police so many times in my life. Like, really? I am like, yes. Why? I'm, what, are they, what is that woman, the white woman who calls the police? Or they call them, like, something Becky or, like, what are <laughs> what those news the stories the with the women people. calling the police? Yeah, like, she called the police on, like, a kid selling Kool-Aid. Or something. Like I don't that. know. You call the police <laughs> for things like that. <laughs> no. Oh, not for things like that. Like for like, I've called the police on public masturbators. That's okay, a big yeah, that one. Like there was one I was studying. Um, this was in a college uh, in Colorado where I was just like studying and reading, and I see this guy out of the corner of my eye, like rocking back and forth, and I'm like, "What is this guy doing?" And then I noticed, like, he, like his dick was like so hard. <laughs> <laughs> and he had sweat. He had sweatpants on. You know I've how guys seen, like with the loose sweatpants. Yeah, I, I've seen guys jerking off on the subway. Like I've probably oh yeah, I've seen, seen that too. I've seen that too. Subway. Of course. Um, I guess it'd be. I'd feel. An, I'd never seen a guy jerking off while like kind of looking at me or something like that. So I could see why. <laughs> well, women no, this guy was definitely looking at. Yeah. I mean, because it's a huge library, and there's like there's like desks and tables everywhere, and most of the desks are empty. Like people are like every at every other one, and he's like sitting literally right across That's from where it's me. Like hard for guys to understand the danger, you know what I mean? Because we would think of. <laughs> some girl fingering herself that we didn't want to have sex with in front of us and we would just think that's ridiculous you know what i mean but it's it's so hard sometimes but women don't do those things no i know and, and that's why there's no equivalence <laughs> there's no there's nothing in society right. that can equivalent it and i think that yeah i think women i guess you're right if i were a girl i would have been faster than 911 in a lot of instances where i didn't call 911 because i would have felt maybe danger for myself sure but i just kind of felt like oh this is weird i'm getting the hell out of here yeah you know what i mean in those situations where well i i turned to him i turned to him and i was like don't do that <laughs> like i literally just like i was like i don't give a fuck i'm going in See, but now because he, he, he was an old guy he was an old guy and i was like i could fuck this guy up you know <laughs> But then he goes, he goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, you know what I'm talking about. What are you talking about while he was jerking off? Well, he was rocking back and forth. He didn't have his hands in his pants or anything. He was like creating friction between his dick and his thigh. Do you understand what I'm saying? Look, I don't have a dick, but I under, like, you know. I think it's a little bit harder to pull off than you're (laughs) describing, but yeah, I get what you're saying. It was hard and I saw it. Okay. (laughs) But anyway, he goes, well, I don't want any trouble. And then he like jumps up and starts running and I, and I start running after him. And then this is the mistake I made. I stopped at the information desk and I told the girl sitting there, I was like, call the police. And she goes, I don't know the number. And I'm like, hello it, it does kind of seem like a non-emergency if a woman's chasing a man with an erection down the street it is not a non-emergency well no the problem is, is that they you have you're yelling hey call them no because it's a, it, it was it's a state university so they have their own police in colorado okay where'd you go to school 
Well, okay. So I did one semester of time at UCCS, the University of Colorado at Colorado Springs. Not a lot of people know that. Great football team. But I graduated from the... I graduated from NYU. I just want everybody oh, wow. to another good football team. Be right. um, <laughs> well, I, didn't know, I, I knew you went to NYU. I guess I guess I've forgotten about it. Where did you live when you went to NYU? I lived in the dorms most of the time. I lived in the Where, like, on, in like, the East on, like, Village. Uh, the first one I lived in, I lived in Third Avenue North, was the name of the dorm, and it was on between Ninth and Oh my God, Ninth Ninth and Tenth Street on Third Avenue. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, in the East yeah, Village. I, I, I wonder, because in, in 04 and 05, I lived on Bleecker Street, so we probably were passing each other. Oh, I was, I'm was. i not that old. Oh, I was in college. No, no I'm still oh. in high school. Well, I don't know. Wait. When did you graduate high school? 05. Okay, so I was only a year What about you? 04. Oh. I, right after I graduated high school, I moved to the city. Like, oh, like and a, then a, how a long second. were you in the city? About a year and a half, and then I moved to Jersey City for like eight. Well, I moved to Ithaca, New York, for two years. Oh, and then I moved to Jersey City for like why Ithaca? Seven years. You went to Cornell? For, oh, okay. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> no, well, isn't it was, Cornell there? It was more that uh, yeah, it is. But I went to Ithaca. I didn't go to at either school. Oh, there's a, but f- I, a couple. I had schools. friends going to Ithaca that had an extra room. So the first year was like, oh, I want to like you know live the college experience. And then the second year I went up because this, like, really cute girl was hanging out. With Wait, like, oh, so you didn't go to place. college at all? No. Oh, I didn't know that. I took classes at NYU, but they were, like, continuing education classes. I they know what you're like, talking yeah. about. Where you, like, write the teacher a personal check, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I think it's a joke on a family guy. Yeah. But, yeah, um, the second year was I just I, – I really liked this girl. I became, like, infatuated with her. And I was like, I'll live in Ithaca, too, and win her over. Didn't work. And so I ended up coming back. And, so you weren't uh, even, like, City. dating her? You just no, went up there to, like – it was, like, a romantic Chase her? Did you guys fuck? I think we're getting personal now. That's not just a real person, but let's just say no. Let's say, let's Sorry, say, did you guys have sex? I don't. That, oh, I she's, really, is she a fan? Is she going to listen? She to this? knows me. I don't know if she's a oh, fan. Does I don't she like, Google I don't you? Feel comfortable describing people who know me as fans. See, I asked you before the podcast if anything was off limits. Okay, <laughs> let's not name total specifics. Obviously, I went there, so it's not off limits. But um, I just don't want to name. I'm people. just do, do, no. Don't you have people listen. in your life where you don't want to bring them into this whole rigmarole? This rigmarole? You this mean comedy? world of comedy. No, I feel like Facebook I want to drag everybody under. <laughs> no, see, I, I don't. I everybody, everybody should alone. be under a bus with but me. No, we, we, to be honest, we weren't no, dating kidding. and we weren't hooking up. It was really like a, I, want, I really was in love with her. I think it was one of those things where I really thought life was like a Billy Crystal movie. Oh, move, man. I could move up and woo her. Oh, yeah. You know, with my you know, 18-year-old, 19-year-old sensibilities. I guess I was 21, <laughs> I guess, at the time. Sure. Because we were going to bars. I was definitely 21. And she's still a good friend and stuff like that. But it was one of those. It was it was a big life moment where like you think somebody doesn't like you. Like, you know what? I can lay down all the traps then. Oh, it's like I'll just be the See, nicest dude this, in the world. This fascinates and me. And you come off like a pussy. This fascinates me because I've convinced myself in my head that there's never been like a guy who was like like so in love with me and like would do anything to be with me. But I'm pretty sure there must have been. I think as a guy, you see a girl <laughs> and you think you'll do anything. It's like that meatloaf song. Like I'm not gonna do that though. Like you, oh, you reach a certain point I'll do anything like, for love, but I won't that. do that. <laughs> yeah, I won't change that much about myself. You know oh. what I mean? or, or even you realize that you can't. I think now that I'm older, I realize that I can't. No, I'm just saying, like, I never had a guy who was, like, so infatuated with me that he would, like, leave where he lived to, like, follow me or anything well, you know, like I, that. I mean, back then, it wasn't really a big deal to leave where I You know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't like I went through hardships to, 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 to do it. I really don't think I was that in love with her. I think I was just bored in 21. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Do you think you should have gone to college? 
Looking no. back on it, we'll see how that asks me in three years. I, I, <laughs> for, for me, I heard I, I, for, like Opie and Ant, for me. There's three reasons I became a, a comedian: the show Seinfeld, um, huge for da- me. David Tell, huge for. Wait, what's your favorite episode of Seinfeld? Oh man, I was like asking a favorite. Well, I'll tell you mine. Uh, go ahead. The Chinese restaurant. Really? Mm-hmm. I love it, but favorite no. My favorite episode of Seinfeld. The mall parking lot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know what? That's up there. I I, I really I, I really couldn't I, I really couldn't say one. Mm. I don't know. I, Wait, is the one with the Frogger machine called the Frogger? Yeah, I just watched that one recently. Oh that my one. god, that one's yeah. funny. I, I it's called the Frogger. I need holes. It's called, it's called the High Score. I think it is. I think it is. I think it's called the High Score. I'm going to Google it. But so, what are your three reasons to get into comedy? The show Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. David Tell from a CD to the show Insomniac to just everything about him. Right. And oh, the Opie and Anthony show. And I listened to Opie and Anthony and obviously Jim Norton was on it. And Jim Norton used to say that if entertainers give themselves a plan B or a net that you'll always use it. And uh, so I was always like, ah, I'm not going to do that. And mm-hmm. I, I also had money when I was younger. So it didn't give me an, an urge to It's called to the Frogger. Oh, you the, had money? Yeah. Yeah. Why is mm-hmm. that? My father... <laughs> Uh, See, this is a good segue, right? Nine eleven. Yeah, and I'll never be the most popular comedian whose dad died nine eleven. I got to deal with that. Do you say that on stage? I have. Oh. <laughs> I have. It's kind of a funny line. It is. Uh, it, 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 and honestly, it does kind of like. I've always. It's weird with Pete because when I, I don't know him that well, mm-hmm. right? And we we know each other in, like not in passing. We know each other, but like we don't talk that often or anything like that. Right. I haven't talked to him in years. Certainly since he's been dating celebrities, I haven't talked to him. Yeah. And. I've always, though, when I first met him, he was, like, 17 or 18. Like, so young. Like, before he had any fame at all, he wasn't he wasn't even opening for Nick Cannon yet. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at him and feeling so bad because he was so young. And I always felt bad for people who were younger than me who lost a parent. And it always still gets me. If I have one, like, soft spot, it's, like, people whose parents died in 9-11 and they're younger than me. Because I, I don't know Do why they bothered Do you feel bad for him me. now that he, he's doing so well? <laughs> I, don't feel, I feel bad. I don't- I feel bad for um, anybody if they're not doing well, like mentally. Oh, sure. Well, I also don't like how people like drag him on the internet so much. I also think he's a fucking guy having fun and fucking with the system more than anything. Like, I think that he's, you know, like if any of us were were like twenty five and in the news, we'd be saying goofy shit, you know. And he's a comedian on SNL. I think that. Yeah. I think half of what we see with everybody's at work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially because I always. You know, thought that guy knew how to fucking play. Like, he got in entertainment fast enough at a young enough age where he just kind of learned it running. Right. And, you know, I think you have to do that in order to date two of the most popular people in the world. Yeah. You got to have those skills. And I think he has it. And I think he's the kind of guy that will cover up a tattoo if he doesn't like it in three years. Who gives a shit? Right. And everybody made a big deal about him getting Ariana Grande on his forearm. It's like he'll probably cover up something else later, too. Like, he's the kind of guy that does that. Right. You know? So, like, I don't... um, no, there I, is there I'm is really like a certain level I, of fame where you can get anything tattooed on yourself or yeah. like have your whole body yeah, tattooed. I think that, I think that, yeah, I think that once you, you know. date the most popular pop star in the world, you've entered that level of fame. Oh, for, but you think she's the most famous pop star in the world? That I don't know. Oh, you mean like today? I don't know. Maybe she's up there today, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. I'm, I yeah, I, she, yeah, she's pretty popular. I'm not into music that much. Oh, you're not. You, are you one of those people who doesn't like music? I wouldn't say I don't <laughs> like it, but I don't. I, I don't ever really listen to it on my own. If I'm like, I only listen to music if someone else is playing it or I'm at a party. Really, I'll never be around here or put music on. So, or like, in my what car do you? Even. What do you listen to? The news. 
My God, uh, <laughs> hockey coverage. The news. Oh, see, I don't, I don't know anything about hockey. I don't like straight news, though. I like, I would much rather listen to a podcast about something historical than like I don't. I used to like to watch the news, but the past two years, I, I'm just done with politics. Like, I want the news to cover not politics again, and then I'll be back into it. Like, I want grisly murders. I don't want to hear about murders. Trump and Diane Warren and fucking. <laughs> All these people who I don't like, I don't care. You like, don't want to hear about no reality. As it's not, it it's is. not reality. It is reality. No, it's not. It is reality. Most people aren't affected by anything that's happened. And that's, some of the people know, I know I, that are more true. affected than anybody just go on with their life. And then I see white kids and beards just crying. <laughs> and it's like, what happened to your family? Nothing. And, you know, and the Mexicans are still going to work. You know, like it's like it's weird. The most I think the most affected people put their head down and don't think about it as much. And the people who can argue about it as a way to talk talk about it way more. Like it just drives me nuts. It's like it, I, I think it's people are going crazy over being upset about it. And, and if and if, and if and if Trump goes down, I think people will go crazy about gloating about it too. It's become oh my like god! A, it's become a sporting event. <sighs> Every four years, there's a cultural Super Bowl. <laughs> And, and then, that's and then, the election. And then it, and then it, yeah, and then it gives bragging rights to one side and the other side bitches, and it happens every fucking time. And whether no, whether one side is right or wrong, or you agree with the other one, like it's mostly just arguing for argument's sake. Like, right? It's just crazy. People are getting like I met somebody recently who was she was over here, a nice girl from Britain, lives here now, and she was just saying how she vomits in the morning sometimes just because Trump is president. And, I, <laughs> and here's the thing. I believe she said her. that, or I, I, I really believe her. Oh, yeah. it's and not I, because and, she's, you know, no. I, <laughs> who knows? I mean, uh, I don't want to pry. No, uh, but and she seemed like an, a genuine, and I really think that she works herself up with anxiety enough to vomit over a guy she'll never meet, and nothing he says will ever affect her. Oh, and I, I think that's not healthy. Well, I, I think it's healthy to have empathy for people you feel bad for that are being affected by him. That that I, is, I feel not like... only healthy. You should do that, but. To sit there and disrupt your own life and well-being over something you can't fucking change. You tried. You voted. You didn't. You know, it's kind of right. crazy to me. And I'm not going to be ever be one of those people that just turns on the radio rooting for the posturing of millionaires. I don't know. It's just crazy. Yeah, I feel like there's just like a lot of fake outrage about stuff. People, especially and... in Los Angeles, especially in entertainment. Have got to wear on their shoulder. No, it's how it's, upset they are. No, it's funny to me because it's it's like okay, so you're posting this long thing on Facebook saying like we have to change this, we have to change that, and but like what are you doing? Like you're performing stand up in a dive bar I've, in the valley. I don't understand. <laughs> I've been saying like if you're willing to go to on a fucking march, like that is great. Whatever, it's a show that you that you support something. But like the real test is will you turn in your neighbors if ins comes or will you go no they all speak english and they're blue-eyed you mm. know like the real test is when it's push comes to shove are you somebody that's going to be shitty to somebody who's immigrating right or are you going to be nice to them are you going to be shitty to women or are you going to treat them like like that's the real test not if you pull well, i because I, I feel walk. like internet and social media have just given people like this ability to say whatever they feel like they can say and then, like in person, if you get in their face, they're like yeah. they're like cowering. Do you know any you know? comedians that you 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 know are faking it about like hating Trump? Faking it about hating yeah. Trump? I know a couple. And like and for real, admit, they're faking yeah. it. Why to get booked? They, it's not, yeah, to seem like they're in. <laughs> oh and I'm my not god! They're faking it like they like him. They're faking the outrage that they have. Like they, mm-hmm. they're not really that upset, but they want to fit in 
with everybody else on Facebook. I mean, I don't even, I don't even stuff. know. I'm not even, I mean, you probably see what I post. I'm not posting like. No, yeah. You're not like, you're not somebody like that. Crazy, like anti-Trump stuff. So I, I do are, get though. like, I got some texts from the Bernie campaign and they were like, are you with Bernie? And then they sent me another text today. Here, I'm going to read it to you. What is it saying? What? Are you still with Bernie? No. <laughs> Hi, Heather. This is Katie with Bernie. He just said he's running for president. All caps. Oh, wow. And asked us us to text previous supporters to ask if they're in. Are you? And then I didn't respond. And then they sent me another text today. It said, hi, Heather. Just wanted to make sure you saw my first text. Are you in for Bernie? (laughs) And then I typed in a response that says, this is harassment. (laughs) There's two Super Bowls. Exactly. There's two Super Bowls that need to be played before we even have this election. And we're talking about it. And it just makes everybody crazy about things. Well, and that's – and also, like, I don't want to get, like, too – um, you know, political with my opinion, but I honestly think that voting for Bernie again is just a guaranteed Trump re-election. Well, and it's like- <laughs> we don't even know yet who the two, who the person will be that's against him. Like, you know what I mean? They're all they're all revving up. We don't even know yet, and we and we're like a year and a half from it even mattering what we think yet. Yeah, at all. So yeah, like, like I like that rule they have in like parliamentary countries where it's like elections. From from saying who's running to the day you vote, it's like four months. Oh, okay. And it's like, here's the issues. Here's what's going on. Vote. Is that what they do in, uh, in England and Canada? And it makes sense because there's like an overloading of passion now. And, and right. It's like, a, it's like way. a two-year thing here. And all it is is arguing. People know who they're voting for like right away. Right. Like the undecided, who are they? I haven't met them. You know I don't I know. Mean? They. I feel like sometimes they'll have these, like, you know, like on CNN and MSNBC, they'll be like, oh, this is a group of undecided voters. Not to <laughs> sound like, like a Trump fan. Like, but are they faking all, it? That shit's all bullshit. They have, like, a <laughs> Times Square, like, little meeting thing, and they invite in 50 people, and they got to make sure, okay, put the Asian lady here, put the fat white guy here, oh, right. skinny white lady, and you're the fat white I guy. I don't know, though, but I also feel like everybody. a lot of, I feel like a lot of people are just dumb. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, you're right, but I still think those people... In one way or another, kind of no. Like, like who do you know that was kind of teetering between Hillary and Trump? They may not have people, – people might have stayed home because they didn't like either one of them. Right. But no one was like, I really don't know. I like them both. You know what I mean? Like, no one was saying that. Yeah. No one was like, I yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. her. But he said something made a lot of sense. Nobody ever said that. So I right. think it's like it just gives more time for arguing. More time for the news cycle to get more ratings and, and pump right. out more specials and all that shit. Yeah. And like I said, maybe I'm a terrible person, but you walked in today. You saw I was watching that grisly murder documentary. Yeah, about Chris Wyatt. I'm surprised yeah. they already have something Tons about him. Tons of Because this just happened recently. Wasn't yeah, this just last summer? Here's the thing. The YouTube documentary people are better than the real documentary Oh, people. this is on YouTube. Yeah. The people on YouTube... Cut this shit faster. They don't have producers. They don't have 30 <laughs> people working in an office saying we don't like this. They just put it out there. And right. the YouTube documentarians, I think, are doing an amazing job. That'll probably go away, though, soon. I'm sure that the, the, the industry will, you know. The YouTube documentary industry? Yeah, <laughs> Is the, that the entertainment thing? industry. They find out where they're losing out. And they're like, okay, we're just going to take this over. And they'll probably, they'll, they'll, you know, somebody will sign all those guys to deals. And they'll make them put out three documentaries every 10 years instead of one a month like they're doing now. Right. Yeah, It'll but this is the guy who uh 
Wait, no, Chris Watts. Chris Watts. Yeah, he murdered his uh, his wife and his kids. Pregnant wife. She was pregnant. Pregnant wife and his two kids. Yeah, and it's just like it's just a clear cut of like every guy I know that's gotten like an had like an ugly divorce or an ugly separation from Mm -hmm. his family and stuff. They always say they knew like either days or weeks or a couple months in. They didn't want to be a father. They didn't want to be married. Well, there are just, there are texts. Yeah. Like she was the, the wife was texting him like what's going on? Like she knew something was yeah, off and with he was him. cheating on her and stuff. Right. And I think that like these guys, they just like they're like, Well, I made the decision, don't go back on it. I'm not defending him, but like there's not a like nobody just kills like no one's like, Oh, I'm so mad at you, you're dead. Like that had to be like years of that dude building up hating his life. Like they're they had a music his yeah. life was beautiful. Yeah. The kids were healthy. Right. He was making tons of money. They lived in a nice He worked suburb. in like an oil field. Yeah. And that's where he dumped There's their like bodies. There's literally no reason to not like your life at all. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, like, I'm not trying to be crude, but it'd be one thing if she was like this big awful mess that smoked cigarettes right. and coughed Thanks, all day. Thanks, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. No, I know. I'm not saying it makes it right. But yeah. like, even the situation where that guy married, you know, a beautiful woman, had a great, healthy family that he could afford to take care of. Mm-hmm. There were two cars. There was, you know. Yeah, you know, there's something seriously yeah, there's something wrong seriously with him. There's something wrong with that dude to his core that he should not have been around people, let oh, alone yeah. married to one or in oh, yeah. charge of raising Like, he's three. obviously sociopathic. And and the. Um, and I know guys, li- I hate to say that, I feel like I know, you guys, know guys like, like that, that. And if Shut they up. just stay single. I'm not saying they would necessarily. It'll kill, prevent murder. I'm not saying that they would. I'm not saying the guys I know would kill their wives and their kids. Yeah, but they hate them. They you know hate, what I mean? They to hate, a degree, they hate, they hate their, their wives. Their and it oh, they, they hate, their, hate life. their life, and it makes them hate the people in their life. Oh. And I think that I think that tons of people do that. You what do you think it like is? That. Like people who no people who hate their life. But he, women don't end up killing their family over it, and men do. No, that's the, well, that's the I mean, they difference. call it uh, they they call it family annihilators. Yeah, so, what, like, family been, like, annihilation. Three women that have done it, in, like ever, and there's been there's like ten men. Are, are you thinking of Andrea Yates? As yeah, one that's of them? the one I was thinking of. Exactly. Wasn't her husband like just? Her husband ended up like defending her for years and stuff too. But wasn't he abusive? Or that I don't, that was before all these YouTube documentaries came or out. Or she so was having some type of a break. Like she was having some type I'd, of. I'd a... say so. She drowned five kids. <laughs> five. I yeah, thought it was, was it five? four. Was it five? Who's another woman who did it? See, <laughs> we have to think. No, I know, but there's there's like dozens that, and dozens though? of there's men. There's just as many women who were in that situation, who who get into a marriage <sighs> and end up down the hill a little bit, and they're like, "What do I do?" And they just get a divorce and live in a condo. They don't fucking kill him in the Or kiss. they stay in it, you know. Yeah, I guess. But I, I don't know what – I think that's another thing. The big difference between men and women is like the, the, the direct – like, you know, all guys go to violence at some point. You know sure. I mean? Whereas women just – it's like it's not a thought – women don't have the, have the thought of like smashing the face of someone who embarrasses them. But the, there's also people – there's also people – because there is a line between somebody who actually goes through with something like that. Oh, yeah. And somebody of who course. just like thinks about it. Oh, we you know? think about killing people we don't like. <laughs> Let's be honest. Right. Exactly. So like yeah. there's something – so you and me, like we just like think about we it. think about it. But, why but do, there why, are people why are women, who – though, more inclined to just think and not do? Like violent crime is like 94 I don't know. No, it's probably male. biological as far as far as just like hormones and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, the, like the hunting and gathering nature of 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 oh, yeah, of, I of, mean, of like of like you know cavemen, right? Men, yeah. And men are just like you know they're stronger, they have more testosterone, like they're they could they could get into rages. I just, you know, <laughs> honestly, there's nothing. I have nightmares about me going to prison for the rest of my life. 
But what and there's you... nothing scarier to me than when you're watching like these interrogations and you look at these guys' eyes, like this dude, and he just knew he was done. Mm. Like, oh, fuck, I'm like he has dead eyes. Yeah, at one point when they show him the <laughs> surveillance tape, it's not funny. Mm. Of him, like obviously loading big stuff into his truck. Oh, he didn't know his neighbor's surveillance was catching him. Oh, he you mean he was loading he was the loading body in the back of like his truck? Oh. And, like, he didn't have stuff he needed from work in the garage. They, like, completely had him mm-hmm. on why is your garage door open at 4.30 in the morning. Oh. you're loading shit in. And your wife was seen there last night at 2 a.m. Right. And now she's nowhere neither of the kids. And there's nobody of her walking away. And he puts his hands on top of his head. And I swear to God, I got, like, that feeling in my stomach. of like, oh. What? What does well, he cause do? Because I I, I've had those nightmares of, like... Of like knowing, you know, in a nightmare, I can't remember if I did it or not, but just that feeling of knowing you're going to jail forever has got to <laughs> be the worst. Do you think he feeling. knew that, or do you think yeah. he knew? There, he, yeah, that's why that he got away with it. No, he knew. This guy pulls back up after this guy. <laughs> this guy was such a colossal fuck up. He was he, a fuck up. He literally got back from ditching the bodies. Yeah, and it was like going to get back and clean and stuff. Yeah, and he has to come back home instead. The calls of the cops are already there. Because she had a doctor's appointment, and the neighbor was going to take her. <gasps> and she didn't show up for the doctor's appointment. Oh, my and God. And the neighbor right away knew. So that- he got back, what, around like 9 or 10? I think 10? he got around, about around noon or something like that. Okay. And, and the neighbor had already, the neighbor's already tried to call the, yes. the wife. Oh, my God. And the God. police call him, and they're like, Do you break- think he even knew about that, that she had the appointment? No, or he was probably so checked well, out. No, it was probably in a rage. I bet he didn't plan this. It's obvious he didn't plan this. Mm. Like, he probably did it in a rage. Like, I... I, and that's the other thing that's scary. Is I like, don't know, though. He was having the affair. Yeah, but I think that it was – it probably was, and I don't know, but it probably was like, look, you know, you're pregnant. I don't want you to be pregnant. See, and this that is another thing. is like think about like what communication in a relationship can solve. Like if he had just like gone to the wife and been like, look, I'm having an affair and I want to yeah. leave you for this other woman. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that would have been really it sucked, upsetting. But he's just in a one-bedroom apartment and he's not in jail. Yeah, yeah it, it and he been, just and, and she's the... still alive, and his kids are still. Yeah, it, it's amazing the easy decision that's uncomfortable. People don't make it, and they force themselves into that. So, oh wait, okay. So backtrack a second. So he he goes, he comes back from dumping the bodies, and, and, the, and the, the cops bodies. are already there. And the cops are Jesus. The, co- well, the cops call. But him. I remember because uh, my sister and I were talking about this case because it happened yeah, where, cl- she, lives, right? where yeah. she lives, Weld County, Colorado, and. It was on the news where he was like pretending that. Yeah. He was like, I just want them to honestly, come home. No, but he wasn't good at it. He wasn't good at it. It's so clear yeah. how hard acting is when you see those people. Difficult. It's yeah. very difficult. It's yeah. very hard to look like you're not thinking about what you're trying to say. Oh, yeah. And, yep. And he came off as not giving a shit about where his kids and his wife were. He's like, yeah, well, now they got canine units out, and I just hope she's somewhere safe. It's like, dude, her shoes, her phone, her car, all her cards are in the house still. Right. Pointed out by the neighbor, too. And that's the other thing is the cops called him, and they were like, can we break down your door? Your neighbor is very upset. She thinks something bad has happened to your wife. Ooh. And, and, the, and he goes, no, wait till I get home. Damn. No one does that. No right. one goes, yeah. hey, your wife's missing. You go break down the door. I'll get yeah. you the door. I'm, a, I'm like, a guy looked like he might have been a millionaire in, in a Denver suburb. Have, sure, have his parents door. commented on this? I know her no. parents are like fucking parents, outraged. I would have done the, like Dylan Klebold's parents. They did that thing where they just changed their names and moved. They did? Yeah, because what can you I do? didn't know that. Your name is just associated with evil. 
why even put it out there anymore? Just just move on. Like, wh- what can they even do? So people just have a bad egg, right? You know, yeah. Like, damn. I, that, I I think about that too. Like, I used to like whenever you see like when there's mass shooters and they just fucking run and interview the mom and like the brother, mm. and it's like, you know. Oh yeah, it's because he didn't feed him Cheerios all the time. He did this, you know what I mean? Like it, 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 people always no. blame. The oh parents well, and and and, and, and like... that's silly too because there there still isn't like you know psychologists and doctors and scientists they still haven't figured out what makes certain people yeah. do certain things. Remember Ted Bundy's mom? You know they like, still don't get it. Yeah. You know, and 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 some of it is nature, some of it may be nurture, but I think a hell of a lot of it is genetics and chemicals See, I think kids are and, raised I think kids are all raised by their friends you know what hmm. I mean that's, that's why kids turn out different that's why you can have a house where the parents are the same and they raise their kids the same hmm. and all four kids are a little different it's because you're raised by this kind of circle you run in you know what I mean and like if you're hanging with kids who say it's okay to steal you're gonna steal and think it's okay you know what oh, I mean right. like, and then work your way all the so way up so you think it's, the terrible it's, it's formed just by like social Absolutely. circles and socialization of, of women in, in terrible areas that that are that have a good household and they lose their kids to a gang or a bad group of kids because that's who's right. outside. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's who they're hanging with. And there's, they, when you're 16 or 17, you don't want to hear shit from your parents. Oh, your no. Are no, 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 no. Life is lived. Oh, my God. I used to hang out with this girl in, <laughs> in junior high and she was like bad. Like she was a bad girl. And like, so, like she had this, uh, this dartboard in her room that had like pictures of people at school that she hated and she would like throw knives at See, it. that was actually the girl i dated in high school oh I really dated the mean girl her nickname i'll use her name her nickname was alice satan because her name was no Allison. and she still likes that she was called that to this day she'll still kind of smirk and be like yeah that was me Damn. when we were dating there was this girl that i had where was this by the way jersey oh in jersey. jersey okay yeah um there was this girl that i had dated before her and so we were dating like junior and senior year. I dated this girl probably sophomore year or whatever. Yeah. Not even, again, it was just, it was kid dating. We went out on a Halloween date and made out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she hated this girl so much that she had to like ruin her social life. And that's where, that, that's something that like, it's, it's like terrible to do to a teenage person. You know what I mean? Like that's the worst time to do it. You can ruin a 25 year old social life. They'll get over it. Mm-hmm. Like a 15 year old. So I think that like the meanness that all, everybody in Jersey is just so mean. Right. I grew up with a mean group of kids, which I think made it, made it good for getting into comedy because I had a, I had a <laughs> lot. Because you already you know, like were socialized for that. Yeah, I already grew up in an area where everyone was just shitting on each other and cutting each other down all the time. Right, and, like that was sort of like everybody's you know thing. Mm-hmm. Like I grew the 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 racial things we would say to each other. Oh my god, I we're terrible. Don't say them. We're awful. <laughs> we used to take. Like no, my, you can say that. Say this one. podcast needs controversy. Okay, I well, so. trust me. I'm not saying anything crazy here. Fuck. But my nickname <laughs> was Odig, and so was all the other Italians because it was Guido. Backwards. And we did that with everyone. Guido isn't even like a bad so we slur. Had Weege, we had Regan. When I think we of had, like we, we, Italian we, we, we slurs, released. I think of WAP. Like somebody called me a WAP once. Yeah, but it, pa, saying "paw" isn't fun. So you know, we had to find a fun word for it. And so we what does WAP even those. come from? You know, I don't really know. It's, I just know it's Wapdago is the term. I have no Italian pride. I don't give a shit. Oh. Like, I'm Italian, but my Are you father, Italian on both sides? or Mostly Italian. Like, 80% or something crazy like that. Oh. Like, my my grandfather on the one side was like a quarter Welsh or something weird. Oh, okay. But no, I don't have any... I, I hated, the, like, the in, 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 in Jersey, when, when the Sopranos came out, mm-hmm. everybody became super Italian. And I hated that. 
<laughs> I had no identity with that stuff. Like, I really don't care about it. Like, I don't even like Italian food that much. Oh, you don't? You look no, like my, you, I was never, I wasn't like raised you. in a family that played Dean Martin at Christmas and I was stuff. Just it was never. give you a fat joke, but <laughs> I was going to say, you look like you've eaten some pasta. I like bread. <laughs> I like bread. Give oh, me a bunch of sandwiches. Bread is in most cultures. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I, what is your I'm go-to? I'm the epitome of white guy. I'm the what? epitome of boring white American Well, what guy. is your go-to? I Like, food? I'm going to, like, get something I really want to eat. Like, burgers. what do you? What food do you fuck up burgers. the most? Burgers? Yeah, I love a burger, too. Especially living in L.A. What do you think is, okay, what do you think is the best burger in L.A.? There's a Ooh. lot of burgers here. The best burger in L.A.? Yeah. Well, there's different categories, right? Like, oh if you want to go, like, <laughs> to a nice restaurant or a burger stand, the best burger stand is Super Burger in Pasadena. Okay. That is delicious. Where in Pasadena is that? Um, where is Super Burger? I'll have to look it up. I don't know. What makes it so good? Because there's Super Burger and Lucky Boy are the two stands I like in Pasadena. Lucky Boy is kind of close to the Ice House. Oh. I'm not sure where Super Burger is. They're both not far off the two towns. Shout out to the Ice House. The Ice House, yeah. Shout Haven't out. been booked there in a minute. Hello. I don't go there. It's just tough to get to from Hollywood. <laughs> it's tough to get to from here. No, it is. Well, do, have you ever gone to the open mic there? Yeah, yeah. I used to go yeah. and Christian ran it. Oh, yeah. And then I've been there when Bruce oh, yeah, and Brian yeah, yeah, were yeah, not yeah, that yeah. often. Yeah. Um, okay, so Super Burger. Super Burger is my favorite stand. burger stand. And then, and then what, like a sit-down place? I mean, I I will say In and Out is my favorite fast food burger to get that overrated. Out. Yeah, sure, it's fast food. It's all overrated. <laughs> I'm just saying it's better than Burger King and McDonald's. And oh, Carl sure. Junior. Yeah. It's if you, if you're gonna go through a drive through your oh you know, oh Tommy's not Tommy's original burger not the chili ones. There's a Tommy's burger like a Tommy's. You're getting so excited. Yeah, I know. I love burgers. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in uh in North Hollywood, that's good. Yeah, and then oh, Burger Lounge right here in Larchmont. That's really good. Too. I can't. I ate at Burger Lounge once, mm-hmm. and I had some type of allergic reaction. Really, I love it. I'm allergic to raw soy. Why are we having raw soy? At? I think they're. I don't know. <laughs> what, 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 Maybe what they soy? cooked the burger in soy or something. Maybe they cooked it next to a soy burger. Oh, I didn't I even know. think of that. Yeah, it's, uh, that could be it. Wow, you're so smart. What? It, what <laughs> yeah, I don't have any major food allergies, so I'm. I'm happy it just about it that. just made my mouth itch and like and and swell. I don't have any major ones, but like there are foods where I'll eat them and I'll like get itching and swelling. Can we pause so I can pee and we'll hop right back into this? Okay. You, you, we started so fast. And we're back. We were talking about burgers. Oh, I, I'm hungry for one now. Buy me one. <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> oh, you are. You're not doing well right now. Oh, terrible. I've never been. We can talk about this. Maybe yeah, we were. Can we? Before. Can I say it's something? Terrible. Is when? Wait, what? It's. Te- I've never been broke before. It's. Terrible. You've never been broke before. No. Oh, shut up! I, I swear to God. <laughs> what do you mean you've never, I've never been, been broke, been broke before? before? Until I was around thirty-two to thirty-three years old. I'm thirty-three now. I, oh, because you had the the nine yeah. eleven money. <laughs> I had nine eleven money, and it turned over in the market. I didn't just get nine eleven money. I also Wait, got, you still I also, don't? You don't have any left? No, I'm, I've been out of that money for a long time. Oof. So how have you not been broke? Ago. What? So how have you not been broke? Have how long broke? did the nine eleven money last? Pretty long. I don't know, like at least ten years. But then I invested that money all over the place, uh, and then that, in and then, things that fell apart, or well, like, yeah, 
I mean, well, especially Wait, did in you in, you invested it before? Right, I was just going to say. No, before 08, I was doing great. I was making No, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. you had it invested in things mm-hmm. that went to shit after 08. After 08. And then when 08 happened, I doubled down thinking I was smart enough <laughs> and uh, that I was a stock investor. I didn't even know. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. I really, you I didn't have an advisor? To, I did. Anybody? Oh, you did. But I... I when you went to these advisors, they would ask you, do you want to do like high risk, low risk, medium risk? Medium? Right. And I kept just being like high risk, high risk, high risk. And then I tried to invest in my own things on the side and not listen to them. And if I listened to them from day one, I would be fine. But I didn't want to listen to them because that meant having no fun for like 10 years. I was like, I'm not going to do that. Well, do you How work- are you going to tell an 18 year old not to spend money? Can you get more 9-11 money? No, not unless it's nine twelve. <laughs> Well, unless there's a sequel and my mom there's standing there, God forbid. <laughs> oh my God! No, yeah, I'm, but you know, but honestly, it's 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 motivated. Like I um I, I like it because I, I I'm motivated for the first time in my life. You're motivated for the yeah. See, that's the thing is like I my parents were broke mm. for most of my life. I mean, the first I would say the first half of my life they were doing pretty well. Then oh, so you did the reverse. Then my dad like lost a business, and then mm. it got bad, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. and I feel like after that happened, like I, I just like started having this fear of never having money. So, like, I feel like that just it made me like a workaholic person. Well, the other thing was I just I lived relatively cheap, and I kind of always was running schemes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I always had a way to make a little bit of money. And then when money right. gets really tight, you can't even run those anymore. You don't have the money to front to get it. Like, I used to uh, sell Deal drugs. Season, oh, okay. Season tickets. No. I never, <laughs> no, I never did that. Because I can't you can go to jail. All the phone ring. All the, all the times people call your phone. Oh, people I don't want to talk calling to you. I don't want people coming over. I don't want to go to their houses. Being a drug dealer would be the number one thing I'd be bad at. Because you're antisocial. And also, if I got caught, I would flip on my fucking, the guy I was getting it from so fast. Oh, you would? I know myself on the You inside. would snitch? Yeah. That's why I don't, I don't involve myself in criminal enterprises. Because <laughs> the second a cop asks questions, I'd be like, yeah, he did it. Can no, I, I didn't. I know I'm so bad at lying. Yeah, like I'm deal with so bad at it. That's why I think about when I was watching that Chris Watts guy. Was as the second I saw my cop show, I'm like, I did it. I did it. You're right. I can't deal with this anxiety. He kept it up for a while. He did, but he fucking you could tell he did it. But he did. He ever say, yeah, I did it? Or I don't know. Well, well I know when I watched the rest of the documentary, but I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, yeah. No. Right when I got here, you guys were uh, loading somebody's scooter into a yeah car, there you go, schemes doing a poor job how is that a scheme well because i need him to work because i make 10 percent of his postmates income how because we're all helping each other out here lady don't go <laughs> too far into it okay well, i'm just saying you gotta have different schemes like i used to buy penguin season tickets and i would go to like six games i'd sell the rest and they were in an old building and the tickets i could double and triple their the, them every night so okay there were 40 games where i'd pay I think I think it was like 110 for two tickets originally, right? And I would make like I'd, I'd make like 250 off of selling those tickets. So I'd make like 140 bucks whenever they dropped the puck in Pittsburgh, and so it was great. And I go to like six games for free, and I had all these little things like that. And um, you know, once it gets really, t- I, I I put like all my extra money into moving out here, and then once you get here. Right. You know, you, you know, you're not going to not spend money. And I, and it's, the thing is, I didn't want to get a job right away when I got here. I worked as a bouncer for a while and stuff like that before I left here? New York. Oh. New York. And that really gave me a lot of money to go into Pittsburgh. And in Pittsburgh, I had a cheap place. And within a year or so, I could work professionally as a comic there because the rent was cheap and there are no comics. There's no comics. <laughs> no. Well, there's a few. I don't want to be insulting, but there's basically none. Right. So it's like you get all the work if you move there. And it's nice, but you plateau right away. And, you know, who wants to make... 
less than a school teacher and you have to travel five days a week. You know what I mean? It's a rough – the comics, the road dogs in the middle of this country live a fucking rough life for like 30 grand. <laughs> like uh, a really rough life. Road dogs who are based out of where? Like Cleveland, St. Louis, Pittsburgh. I mean Pittsburgh only has a couple, but St. Louis and Cleveland have a bunch. But I feel like so is it like, not so easy? So like Minnesota, is I mean, it a, Minneapolis. Oh, is it not easy to go from Pittsburgh to the East Coast cities? It's like, kind of easy, but it's still you're looking at six or seven hours to get to New York. Oh, you know, so it's easier if you're like in Philly, probably, to get to. Yeah, Philly's easier, but I, I'd say the best city to road dog it would be just go right to the middle go to like cincinnati or cleveland go to ohio somewhere because you can get to so many markets from those markets within 10 hours and that's what you have to do when you're like because because you'll you can get books at clubs at being a road dog without a name but you got to drive there they're not going to fly you and in the, these clubs like if you got to go to a club that's in like dayton ohio and you're not drivable to dayton ohio how the fuck are you going to fly to dayton ohio Right. Are you going to fly to Columbus and rent a car? There's two nights pay right. right out the window. You're reminding me exactly of why I should not have ever started stand-up comedy. <laughs> no, when you think of the, the nuts like, and bolts of the numbers of it, it's insane. Cause you'll think of a guy, a guy be like, yeah, I'm making 1100 this weekend. But, oh, man, I'd fucking love to make 1100 over the course of the weekend. It's right. Like, yeah, well, they're not putting me up, so i got to stay at a shared Airbnb. And, right. And, uh, and then they, they go and they'll eat ramen for, like, the first few meals. And they, yeah. And it's like... It's they don't even get a, a meal at the. <laughs> Some of them, you don't, a lot of them will just give you like twenty five percent off of a shitty overpriced, you know, the, the cheeseburger or cheesesteak. You know what I mean? Like, right? They don't have great menus, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, yeah, if you're working the improv or the funny bone, you're getting, you know, you're getting a lot of. But a lot of guys are working, you know. Well, I don't want to name them, but we know the names of these places. They don't have a lot of money coming in. What the clubs don't? Yeah, they don't. I mean, people aren't drinking like they used to at comedy clubs because they're afraid of. You know, DUIs. Or so making the news. Oh. Anyway. And so it's like, if you're not a name that can sell tickets, and not many people are, oh. you don't make much money. See, know? this was a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It's a big mistake. And oh, hope it's people, awful. I hope less people end up making it in years to come. I think there needs to be a big bust. Well, I mean, don't you think there's something happening right now? Yeah. I feel like there's... Where there's an entertainment overdose. There's well, there's just way too much. There's way stuff. too much. There's way. Too, what did that comedians of the world? Was it like thirty comedians had like a you know, at least a fifteen minute? Oh, the one that like yeah. Neil Brennan had like oh, thing on I don't know. Delia is on the face of it, and Delia I think is like I think he's going to be the best comic in the world sooner than later. What? Yeah, Delia. Yep, Chris Delia. Yeah, he's best comic in the world. He's thirty eight. He's twelve years away from being the age Bill Burr is now. Let's so go look what? at Bill Burr's material. Twelve. Yeah, years but ago. Bill Burr. Started later, no? Did he a not? Later, probably. I think Delia started in his mid twenties. Hmm. But I, I just think with Delia getting like the hot spot at the store whenever he wants it, and like going to the factory whenever he wants, he has the hottest audience. In you know who I feel and like he has the ability to fucking grow, and he's already captured like every college student in the country. Hmm. And, in, and and unlike you know some people, I don't want to name names that have happened in the past. He puts the work in. He's out constantly. He fucking Un- unlike every what weekend. What names? Other people who may have gotten popular in the college scene when they were that similar age, and then they just got old and weird, hanging in hot tubs with six packs. Who are you talking oh, about? Come on. Am I supposed to know who this is? I think you would. Yeah, when I tell you afterwards, you'd be, six oh, yeah. packs in hot tubs with team with college students. I am exaggerating now. He's a fine uh, performer. He, oh, this guy's still alive. Yeah, 
I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. It's not even just one person. You know what I mean? Though people get hot with college age kids, and they kind of like the college age kids get older, and they're like, I don't like you anymore. But I think with Dalia, I think he's going to. Oh, hold on a second. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, he's making a comeback, guys. And there's nothing wrong with him. It's just he used to be the most popular guy in the world, right? Yeah, but he he used the internet. Dalia's just going to hold on to that. He's. It's not going to go anywhere with him. Really? Yeah. God. I I see him and I get fucking like pissed. I'm like, fuck. You do? He's so good. I don't. I don't think he's that good. Really? No, no he doesn't murder. really make me laugh that much. Look at what he does to rooms. None of these people make like me laugh. his opener on he, his last special. I was just like, look at what he does to rooms. Though, have you ever seen, when you see him at the store, people are like slapping their knee as hard as they can. There's drinks are being no. Spilled. People go crazy for, crazy him. for him, and women love him. And yeah. I don't get it. I don't think he's fuckable at all. <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. He has like a weird eye. <laughs> really? I think he's a dashing. He fellow. opened his last special with a. Look like a, a weird bird of prey. Or was it not the opener? And then he like, and then he like, ra- and then he raises his eyebrows. That's a punchline. Oh if, my if, god! If you could could get laughs like that using your using your physical ability. And, oh, I, and, trust and, me, and, I've and, gotten and some laughs, and Andy. You know, and look, I'm not 38 <laughs> yet. I'm, I'm only 33. But like his act has so much, so many places to do go. Do you think? I, do you think splendors. like late 30s is pretty much when like you know if a comic will pop off? I think it depends much. how long they've been going at it. But yeah, I think so. I think that like you just don't have a lot to say in your 20s. So I think That's you have to true. At least get to your 30s. Like people like Bo Barnum, how and, and Pete Davidson, they're rare. It's rare that a guy headlines in his 20s. Right. Even like and and for women, Bo is kind of like an idiot savant. Like I mean, some of the stuff he is? comes up with, Bo. I mean, like the stuff he comes up with. I'm like, how do you even think yeah, of he's this? Like a, he's like a playwright as a comic right now. He writes like a whole thing out. Yeah, he does music cues. He writes yeah, songs. I saw him. I saw him recently. Yeah. I actually saw him at Largo with Pete Davidson. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, I got it on the VIP oh, uh, really? no, okay. <laughs> guest list. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I think that. Um, yeah, I think that. It's. I think for a young person to 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 hit it, they have to really be a performer, right? And then for like your material to really resonate. I mean, look at like guys like Louis and and Burr and all those guys. They came around later as to as to when they were really pedestal. Well, ca- yeah. Movies, well, because you know? Louis, I mean, we all know like it took him like for years. Nobody really knew who he was. Yeah, I mean, we great, knew who he, he was. Had a great but... career going though before before we even knew who he was. He had, he had a great career all through the nineties. Like he was opening for Seinfeld. Yeah, absolutely. He was for rock. He was writing for Rock. Right, which shows you can have a career and people don't know who yeah. you are. And you that's know? the career I realistically want. I think we all have to be realistic. Like, are you going to lead a movie? I just or want to work 30 listen, weekends a year. Andy, it's, it's two I, different things. Andy, yeah. listen, I don't care if I ever perform stand up comedy again. If I marry a oh semi successful stand up who's in the Writers Guild, that's what you're in it for. I'll take that. Get out of here. I give up. I mean, I'm just like, don't I give stop. up. My career's in the toilet you right now. Really, all of ours is. My career. Nobody's career I'm not. Nobody's booking me right now, and Nobody's, I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> Until you're a name or you get on a fucking bunch of lists that are arbitrary. I'm no not on a list. About. No. And again, how often do you read those lists and recognize nobody on them? You recognize like No, people. I see so many names. No, recognize. I absolutely recognize almost oh, okay. all of the names every I time. I forgot who I'm talking to. Of course you do. <laughs> but whenever I see those lists, I feel happy for the two or three people that I know. Yeah. And then the other seven 22-year-olds with purple hair from Brooklyn, I don't fucking give a shit about them. Well, you know I mean, I understand why they're on the radar and why it matters now. They're young, blah blah blah. 
But I really think that, like, once the Netflix era of you get a special, you get a special goes away, it's going to go back to you You get specials when you're, when you're like... I don't away. understand what Netflix is even doing because they're, like, they're, they're operating in debt, aren't they? Well, they're like Uber. They are they're they don't make money in the in the prospect of, you know, someday when they go public or whatever, you can buy their stocks. They will make a bunch of money. Oh, Christ. I don't even want to think about it. I, I like... <laughs> no, I think it's good, though. I think that... There needs to be a, a level of people who get sick of it and it bottoms out. Because then people will Well, I, I hear that a lot of people quit around... They quit two years in, mm. five years in, seven, and then ten. Or where, like, there's a lot of big quits happening. I would, yeah, I'd say that's totally true. And I think if someone makes it past ten, they're staying forever no matter what. How many years are you? Ten, I'm like eleven. <sighs> Here's the thing. I Andy. am the first four or five years. Poor I'm sweet embarrassed Andy. to say how little I tried. Yeah, you've and, told me this before. And I, but I was – the reinforcing thing was that I did pretty well, and so I wanted to keep doing it, but I didn't need any level of it. So if I was going to not do stand-up for a week and just have fun, it didn't – Yeah. Know, think about it. You See, when it. when I first started, I, I like – started i like went really hard because i was starting in la and you have to you know la is like the worst place to start well remember i said i said i, said I lived i moved to ithaca for those two years I, yeah. I started the year before i moved to ithaca then gave it up for two years in ithaca went, yeah the years i was in ithaca they probably had some open mics up in schools there they did they had one in cornell i never went <laughs> uh i looked it up like every week and never went uh and then they and so after that, like, so, like, I did, I, so I did it for, like, a year in 05, mm-hmm. 05 into 06, did it for, mid, not even a year, maybe, like, seven months. And I was, I didn't realize how lucky I was. I had a barking job at uh, at the Comedy Village. That was a time was where it would have been really good to start. Yeah. Because really, that was a slump in stand-up. Yeah, but here's the thing, I, I don't think I was good enough to have, I, I needed to st- walk away and have live a life, I think. You know, bit. but honestly, Andy, like, I have a regret about that, too, because when I was in college, I had... The idea, I was like, I should, I really want to do stand up. Like, I always, I had always loved stand up, and I was like, how do I do it? And I'm like in Greenwich Village going to school every day. I'm like, walking literally, walking by the yeah, walking by the grizzly pair, the comedy yeah. cellar, like all of the clubs. I'm like, how do I do this? Well, I, I was, I literally, but there were no, like, really, there were so few people doing it that I wouldn't even, there wasn't, there probably wasn't even like a, if I went on the internet, there probably wouldn't have been like open mic no, lists. I, well, I, I, be, I was forced into going to an open mic because I told my buddy I wanted to go at 18, and he made me go. And I, I didn't do another one for a year later. Right. And then when I did the other one right away, they were like, do you want to bark for time uh, at this club? And, and then I started barking there, and I, and I started barking at um, – uh, so the Comedy Village. I started barking for, like, stand-up New York sometimes. I started barking for um, uh, the Underground Lounge every weekend. Right. And so it was like – it was – I hated it because it was like – Four hours outside, like every day, almost. too much work for you. Too much work with no reward. I, I know uh, where like you're, you're usually bombing. You have delicate hands. And you can't dude, be. Out I there. would have to go up. <laughs> one, I remember one night I had to go up between Judah Freelander and Rich Voss. Oh man, because they would give you the checks. Hey, Rich! Spot. Shout out to Rich Voss, one they of my best friends. You, <laughs> they would give you the check spot, spot which means right that, at the comedy village, which means that you'd go up when they went. You'd be they're dropping between, the checks yeah. between two really great acts because whoever's closing show is a great act, and whoever was a was the guy before. The guy closed the show was a great act, so they just throw you up just to be the guy that they did the math for on their checks, right? Before like Judah Freeland does his ten to close the show, right? Right, and so I'd bomb like every time, and it was like embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And I had friends who'd come to see me, and it was super embarrassing because there's people from NBC that they fucking knew from TV, no, and so they'd be like obsessed with talking to them after the show, right? And not to me, and I felt like like I felt like they weren't paying, they weren't paying me, so I felt like I was being duped. 
Right. I didn't get how it worked. Right. And uh, I remember, like, uh, Maddie Goldberg, who's a comic here in L.A., uh, telling me just, like, fucking... He's like, you should just, you're going to get burned out if you don't walk away for a bit. And I really took that to heart. And I think he was right. I think I might have walked away if I had stayed at it. Mm. I was just fucking freaking out. I didn't get that what I was doing was good. I didn't get that it was – I was just mad at the whole situation. Right. So I walked away for like two years. Yeah. Do you think I – should I walk away right now? No. I think you should have I an get excuse p- in your early 20s. <sighs> I, I think wa- you got to find like – I think with almost everybody, you got to find another. Like with me, I'm trying to get into the writing world now, which I think for me is my most realistic way. I think for people, yeah, I'm trying that too. Or like you know, hosting some sort of show where you can show that you have abilities as sort of a television host or things like that. Yeah, yeah. Doing audience warm up. There's a bunch of careers you can get inside of stand up comedy that people don't really pay attention to Mm -hmm. that are more realistic than than you thinking you can sell 35 weeks of tickets a year because like that's really hard. Oh, a lot of guys don't ever get to do that. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I'd, I'd love to be an audience warm up. That'd be that'd be a great job. But I mean, I'm not you know, clean enough for that. You could be. You don't think you, you can adapt? Write some clean. If you're an audience, warm-up, maybe if it was a that. show that isn't on a, like a network. I, I I don't know. I, I'd like to just do anything. I'm, I mean, I really don't think. I think you can't tell. I think that like writing is the most realistic way for most comedians. Yeah, I mean, most and comedians I and think it's I, acting, but it's not. You know, and I feel like I would be really good at it because I'm very like work oriented, and I love just like sitting at a desk and like typing yeah. and well, yeah. Not, yeah. I, I um I, I've done a little bit of writing work since I've gotten here, and most of it is you're just in a room with nine other comics. And it's just script that's, you know, in some trouble. And you're just trying to make it funnier. <laughs> that's true. And I, I like that. I like having a team feeling and or having a goal between like six or seven other people and bouncing off and right. making things. But I, I just want to make it clear I am open to um, marrying a guy. If you're already in the Writers Guild, please DM me. Uh, I, I don't funny. care who you are. I I <laughs> but if I married a wealthy woman, I wonder what I'd do. I'd probably just do nothing. I know, like, I kind of, I'm like, well, if I'm not, like, if my career isn't popping off within the next three years, I have to get pregnant and start going on stage pregnant, and then, like, <laughs> and Why? then, as a, as, as a, a shtick, like, a shtick? <laughs> yes. Is it worth having a human pop out of you for a shtick? Then I can bring the baby on stage with me. <laughs> Is that selfish? I think it's the death of most comedians. I, I know having a lot of kids. Have kids, and that's it. No, I'm being mostly facetious. I, I do. I do want to no, have kids, though. Like I, think I, I do. Really, I really believe that if you're in a relationship, it's possible to talk the other person into the fact that you're doing this. Once there's a kid crying in the in the corner of the living room, I don't care how successful he or she is, they're not going to be thrilled with you going to a mic on a Wednesday night. You yeah. Know? No. I. I like can't even. I mean. First of all, my career is not only in the toilet, but so is my love life. It is oh, in- again every comedian in L.A. Sure, it's all of us. What does that mean? You it think every comedian in L.A. People. We're broken people. I'm not broken. We, yeah, I'm- we spend. No. We spend. Our free time at bars, we're like, we just yell at each other into a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, of course we're a little broken. Of course our social lives no, are I, well, listen, I just want to, I go to therapy. Like, I need to start. Every two weeks. Again. I went to therapy the other day, and you you know who was, uh, who I saw on the sidewalk while I was walking to therapy? Who? Judd Apatow. Did you tell him where you were going? No, but I, I didn't want to talk to, I didn't, I wasn't like, I should talk to him. Like, I'm not a fucking crazy person. <laughs> really? I would have thought you would talk to him. Really? I don't know. No, but it's weird because like, I know people who work with him and are, you know. Yeah, so, so you it's have like, a chance to say, hey, I know Barry or whatever. Oh, you know what I, I mean? can't do that. 
Really? But I thought it was like a sign. I mean, sign. I wouldn't have done it either, but I would have thought you would have. No, I, no way. No. I, I like took it as a sign. I was like, oh, we're going to work together. <laughs> I saw him. The, I, I kind of felt that. I, I was saw him like, at the Soho house. Oh, yeah? I'm yeah. going to Soho house next week. Not oh, really? bragging. No shade. It is. Wait, who'd you go with? I went with my friend uh, Cynthia Kirshner. Don't know her. She's an actress. She's a, she's getting into stand-up comedy. She was in the movie Hot Bot. Um, but she took me on a couple of occasions we've gone, and it's it's really, really cool. <laughs> yeah. But it's also a world where I know I don't fit in. You know what I mean? Like, there's right. never going to be go a version like of that? me. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's never going to be a version of me that can walk in there and fit in. But right. I kind of like I kind of like going to a place that I don't belong in that sense. But the, oh my god, the brunch is unbelievable. You went to the brunch? Yeah. So okay, because somebody told me about the brunch. It's and like I was, seventy uh, bucks or something. Oh, he okay. He said it was forty nine. Uh, maybe, but once you get no, but he he was like, if you want to go to the brunch, you're gonna have to I, split I, it with. I, me. And I'm like, it fuck. I think it's like fifty bucks. But, like, if you get, like, an iced tea, it's, like, eight. And if you get a mixed drink, there's, like, ten or eleven or twelve. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, if you, if, you, if you get just the brunch, yeah, 50 bucks. Right. But it it's delicious. Sense. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm going And the rooftop soon. view, you can see the whole – it's an amazing view of, of the city. You can see, like, a whole 360 panorama. Andy, I'm doing just as well as you. Oh, I'm not saying no, I'm not. Oh, you, oh, because we got invited to brunch. Oh, you gotta, re, you gotta readjust what well is. No, I, I better than my, I don't know anybody. My career is in the goddamn toilet right now. All of ours are. None of us are making money. This this industry. That is, is not fucked. true. I see people. I see people who I'm like, oh, they're like blowing Everybody up. Everybody we talked about on this podcast <laughs> isn't making money besides Crystalia and Pete Davidson. That is- are you Basically, sure? Basically, everybody in comedy isn't making money besides. Chris I know, like, like people like, um, like you know who I like is uh, like someone like Jen Kirkman, and she'll, she'll say in her podcast, she was like, you know, it's hard for me to sell tickets. I and I'm Jen like, Kirkman. oh god, she was great in that in the Brody TV show they made about Brody. She oh, enjoy it, yeah. Uh, like, and, and Brody's a great example of a true comic. A guy oh yeah, who lived in a fucking average apartment. Yep. in the valley yep. and went to the store every goddamn night and yep. worked audience warm up and was a true comic that was loved yeah. by like comics who made I don't know literally a hundred times what he made a weekend of course but still had a level of respect for him where the club went dark for a night right which is you know amazing and I think that that's like a reason why everybody liked him yeah true comics the, comic because Brody was the realistic ceiling for most of us if any of us can have a career half as good as him we've right. had a career yeah. But for most of us, we set the career at, like, at, you know, Louie or at Sarah Silverman. Oh, or, no. Or, or at Zach Galifianakis or Patton Oswalt, a level that's so retarded Right. And, and in, in, uh, as of right now, there may be, like, one of those people amongst the people that we see. Exactly. And yes. we don't know who it is yet. We have yet. no idea, have no idea who it is. A terrible surprise for all of us. I point. think I know who it is. Really? Do, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I have one too. Would you like put money on somebody yes. being like There's the, one guy, the guy. Right now that I'd put big money on? I bet it's the same guy. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. Do you want to write it down or? I'll say my guy, believe him. Who guy. is it? William Montgomery. That's not my guy. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> That's but not man. my guy. I could see him being in movies. Oh, yeah, so could I. Wild Bill is fucking his. That guy is out of control funny. And he's, he's funny. funny. Do you know he has the exact situation. same birthday as me? I saw that. Oh, really? It made me depressed. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, who's the funniest person born on January 26, 1987 in the Los Angeles scene? (laughs) That guy is fucking funny. Whenever I... He is funny. Every time I saw him, he used to have this thing where I'd pretend like he was visiting town and staying at the uh, Comfort Inn on La Brea. 
Oh. And I'd ask him how his trip was going. And he would just break down in a yeah. different way to me. Like this. And I usually don't enjoy doing like tropes like that with comics. Not even yeah. – it wasn't on stage. I, was you know, you know me. Like I – I think you've seen me like give it up for co- like I'll give it up like sure. laugh wise yeah. for comics if they really are like fucking it up Who's up your there. Guy? I name mine. Oh, I think it's gonna be Joe Marisi. Oh, I love Joe too. I, think- I don't know Joe, and I wish I did because I know <laughs> he Joe- also has the same birthday as me. Isn't that amazing? January twenty yeah. sixth. That's I get, well, we mentioned three. Yeah, that's Isn't that weird? That is weird. William Montgomery, January twenty sixth. Yeah, that is very Joe Maurice, January twenty sixth. Heather Burley, failure. <laughs> <laughs> also born oh, on man, January twenty sixth. Do is coming third. No, I think that Joe Maurice. Call me terrible. if you're in the guild, guys. I don't, I don't know him because I, I know John. I, I'm friend of John Parr. I've known him since I started. I'm friend of John Parr, and John Parr puts up those. Well, those John Parr and and Todd. I, Tom, Tom Allen, like yeah, they totally, oh my God, yeah. like they blew up with that chat. <laughs> they did, and it's hysterical. It's and, and, so funny. And when, and when John Parr does the pickums with Joe Maurice, and he'll just be like, uh, pick between uh, Madonna and Guns of Rose and Guns and Roses. Yeah, and then yeah, Joe yeah. will like literally think about everyone. Right. It's, just, it's, it's a funny, it always works. Yeah, because so he has that voice. He has like, he, you yeah. know when some people just have a voice where now you're he, like immediately I laughing? Haven't, I haven't seen him do stand up, but just, you haven't? Those oh videos, my God. I he really has funny. some bits that I'll just be like dying laughing. He like, seems like so a really fucking funny. funny. Yeah. So funny. Also hangs out with the Leah. There it is. Listen. There's the pipeline. <laughs> Listen, I was at the store the other night oh, when God. he was hosting the potluck. And uh, oh, on Monday? That's rare. No one ever goes on Mondays. How'd you get in that day? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I just i I'm just wanna let you know I do have some clout i was on i I was on the the list to wait to do friends and family okay did i make it no (laughs) oh so you were on the list to say no to for friends and family okay that's good listen to know where you stand i am listening i i do spots okay you're the one saying you're not getting booked i'm not getting my career's in the toilet (laughs) it's not going well where are we right now we're in a a sunroom in hollywood oh it's so gross in here it's terrible this house is awful i don't want to talk about it i'm glad nobody i'm glad podcasts are not visual (laughs) when i every time it rains i worry about a fire i just don't know about the electricity (laughs) in this place i just don't know i don't know how a fire where the electricity it's always a wiring thing with fires isn't it is it? I think so. I don't know much about that stuff. But, but if it, it was raining, then... I don't know. I feel like water and, and wires don't mix. I mean, I've never water built anything in my life. I don't know anything about this I shit. know. I was saying you've never done manual labor never. in your entire never. life. Well, Do you have soft at, hands? Yes. When mm-hmm. I worked at the bouncer, I used to. You had to... I used to like to grab do, people. We used to have to like move. Well, not even that, but just like we had to like move tables before and after. And yeah, I got in a couple of fights and dust stuff and stuff. But again, it's over quickly. It's not like a long day of hard work. You right. Know what I mean, it's like fifteen minutes at most at a time. Yeah, it's so it's weird because it you look like you've worked in factories. Yeah, like, I know, right? <laughs> I like you look vibe. like that guy. Yeah, and I never have. I'm soft <laughs> as shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Well, um, do you have anything you need to uh, promote? promote? <laughs> I hate saying. Do you have anything you need? To Here's pissing me off. I, 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 I just got back from San Francisco, which was fun. I can't reverse promote that. Oh, how um, was the setup? Did you do the setup? Was, was that the first time you did it? Yes. Oh, what I did it. Show. Oh, it was so much fun. So much fun. You know what though? I'll did you do this. the eight and the ten, or just, no, the, just eight? the eight? Okay. I'll say this: it was sold out. I just want to say I've done the eight and the ten. Great. I'm sure if I was available, <laughs> okay. I, both. I, had to, I had to go to another spot. But anyway, comedy um, Oakland. 
I I I loved it, but I hate how fucking woke that town is. They're a little too woke. Like I know that I can't do comedy in Portland because I've done comedy in Seattle and San Francisco. And I've seen the bounds Andy, of Well, it. see, that's the thing. I've So I go to Portland a lot. I've been to Portland three times now. Yeah. And the last time I was there, I remember I was doing a set. And I was just like, I'm like too extreme for some of these people. <laughs> I'm did, like, they're so woke that they're like, uh, what's the word? Conservative. Yeah. I did a joke about homelessness. And it wasn't even that hard on the homeless. It was just a joke. About, sure. And they pulled back on it so hard. And I'm like, you've uh, we're doing. I'm doing a set in the Tenderloin. Right? right. That's where it is. Yeah. Which if everybody doesn't know, it's like the worst area of San Francisco. Not good. Not good. Right. There's people just on the streets because they used to live in the buildings. Now the buildings have millionaires in them who go to comedy shows. Right. So literally we're sitting in a ba- in a building that they've been kicked out of. They've And there's all these millionaires sitting there. And they're like, don't make jokes about it. I'm like, you get the one that kicked them out. I'm yeah. A joke. Yeah. And it's amazing. Like, it's the most woke fucking city, the Bay Area. All the black people are in Oakland. They kicked them all out, too. It's I don't know. I was I was in Oakland. Face jackets. <laughs> I was That's in Oakland a couple of weeks ago, and that was pretty white. That, that it, they're even kicking them out of there. Is what yeah, I'm yeah. Is it, is it like they're so woke? They're so we got to help everybody. Oh my god! And it's like you guys no, the they're worst. so full of shit. Like they, I. But guys, I can't wait to make it back to San Francisco. <laughs> What if, I made the mistake of thinking I'm a good enough town. comic. I'm a good enough comic where it doesn't matter. I can do my shit, and I'm I, and woke crowds will be fine. I'll, yeah, I made the mistake. I, I will I say can. they got my uh, the joke where I compare my pussy to a Blumhouse production. Jesus, you are blue, aren't you? Me? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I say the word pussy on stage. Really? I mean, I was about oh my a, god! A I say male. I say pussy. I no. anal. <laughs> I don't even say dick. I don't talk about my dick. No, I have a, a whole, <laughs> I have a whole new bit that's like so fucking funny. Where that the first the setup is, I've been retired from anal sex since 2015. See, I want to, I want to do a joke about how come, how come, <laughs> how come guys? See, this is a joke I can't do because I don't like to do dirty jokes. But I want to kind of do a joke about how come I wrote this the other day. How come like pulling out is a thing, but pulling up isn't a thing? What's pulling up? The girl pulls up. Oh, like if she's on top? Yeah. It's like, all right, pull up, but we're done. We're just going to go. Like, I know the guy is the one controlling the moment. I don't even like being on top. (laughs) Pulling out is terrible. Okay. out for the best part. Don't you want to be in for that part? I don't know. Imagine if you're a girl, you're about to get there and you have to pull off of it. It's terrible. It sucks. Yeah, but... but... Okay, I get get physiologically why the guy has to pull out. (laughs) What I'm saying is, is that put yourself in the guy's position. It's not a fun moment to be like, all right, I got to pull out now. Sure. The whole moment. I mean, but when you think, so something you could talk about is how much fun you'll have later because you pulled out. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) You know, like all the freedom you'll have. You know, that with a friend of mine, it's like it's a couple milliseconds of joy. Then for like, I've I've never and look, I don't want to look. I'm not I'm not that blue, Andy. Okay, but I just want to say i've never had a guy come inside me ever in my life no my one friend calls it painting the ceiling jesus (laughs) he's just bragging or something It's the most vivid thing. No, is he a comic? I, I, yeah, he is. I mm. admire that you d- that you have, and you probably shouldn't. It's probably not a good thing. No, I mean, with with a condom, it's like a whole other story, obviously. obviously. But, like, no, I've never let a guy. Yeah, like... I mean, you're, you're responsible is what you're saying. <laughs> is it even responsible to fuck raw and then have a it's guy more pull out? It's not do to not have the ending. And I'm on the pill. Yeah, you're responsible. That's responsible. Okay. But I fuck DJ sometimes, so... <laughs> 
No, just the That's same DJ. Just the same DJ. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All mollied up. I've never done Molly. I would like to. Yeah, DJs do. Well, call me. You know who you I are. Molly. I'm Molly talking about the depressed. DJ. Molly call me DJ. Uh, <laughs> oh, it does? Yeah, like the it, next it, day? It, the next day, it, it makes you like feel like shit. Oh, really bad? I don't like it. Hmm. Well, you know, on that note. Uh, Molly. So you have nothing to promote. <laughs> That's what you're saying. <laughs> I have a show in NoHo on like the 28th. Yeah. Um, March 28th. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I, not really. I, oh, oh. Um. Um. The last Wednesday of every month, I have a monthly show at Rita House. Oh yeah. Where is, is that? Like mid. It's oh, Fairfax West Hollywood. Oh, that's nice. Near Fairfax and Beverly. Oh, in that. Yeah. Area. Near where the KFC is in Beverly, next to it. I don't have anything huge coming up. I'm doing a show in the Inland Empire on uh, March 22nd at some brewery. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's what it says on my yeah, calendar. Some brewery show. I'm going to put an album out at some point. So be I'm going to Europe in June, and I already booked some stuff out there. I already booked some stuff in Paris and Berlin. Wow. My career's in the toilet. <laughs> just just want to remind you. change cotton to see some bookings, huh? Okay. Tell me. Shut up. I'm playing the Arctic Circle in July. <laughs> <laughs> they, you know how, they probably need There's some... a karaoke bar in New Zealand. <laughs> they want to do a comedy night. <laughs> I'm going to a wedding. <laughs> I'm going to a wedding in Italy. So oh, I'm... what asshole friends do you have that are getting married in Italy? Well, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. What's the... <laughs> do a life, lifetime vacation for my <laughs> wedding. <laughs> Wow! Look, I'm 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 doing well enough where I can handle it. Okay, I'm sure you seem like you're doing well, but I mean, you know, we all gotta. <laughs> it's terrible to go to weddings as a poor person. Isn't it? I mean, like I, I I don't think I'm poor. I can't even afford the, to to buy the block hotel rooms when my friends are gonna stay in a shitty Airbnb. Ugh. It's awful. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, there was, um, I might have to go to a bachelorette party where we, we have to contribute to, like, it's like a villa that they're renting, and yeah. I have to. And that's crazy. Everything's expensive. Yeah. That's why I stay in most of the time. It's wild. It's wild like out it. there. Plug your social media. What's your social media? Tell the people your social oh, media uh, handle. Uh, Andy, A N D Y, Picaro, P I C A R R O. On all of them, on Instagram, on Twitter, on uh, on Facebook. Right. I'm on all of them. My Instagram's picking up a little steam. My Twitter is just... Oh, dying. calm the fuck My down. My Twitter is just twisting in the wind. <laughs> you have some good tweets. I know, and no one follows you after them. No. Oh, people. yeah, you that's get true. Four people, maybe, and the next day, three of them unfollow you again. You get one. <laughs> no, it's Every, hard to get followers. It's impossible. That's why, that's why, you know, I like to make fun of cowards like Robbie Goodwin, who bought Twitter. Twitter followers. No! He bought them? <laughs> like, I think, like, no, somebody, he him. said that know. somebody bought them for him, but, like. That's kind of a lame excuse. It doesn't matter. But anyway, like every Twitter follower I have, I've earned well, with you know that blood, we, sweat, and tears and tweets. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> it looks better that way because when, when you talk to managers, they have these programs where they run your Twitter through and they can tell what percentage are, are probably purchased. Right. And yeah. they can tell also what percentage are just follow back accounts, mm-hmm. which means if you follow them, they follow you back. Like, sure. They, they do all the analytics for that. So like, there are people who look like thousands of people follow them and it's really it's like 600. Sure. Like, sure, sure, sure. Analytics for it. So that looks, I know I made your podcast boring at the end, but. Listen, it's okay. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything to. Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. If if you're in if you're in the Writers Guild, please DM me a picture of your penis. Okay, uh, <laughs> I guess that's it. That's it. 
Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, no problem. We'll have you back. I'd love Because you actually talk, you I know, like unlike talk. past guests who <laughs> torture me. Okay, bye. Thank you. Cause you made me